Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. You guys, it's Friday! on another week on the Colleen and Bradley show my talk 1071 Colleen Lindstrom Bradley trainer um you know and in closing as we you know reflect on the week there is a story that we didn't talk about regarding Matthew Perry's memoir that made me super duper uncomfortable that I wanted to talk with you about and it involves what there was just some breaking news. Oh, no. I feel like I should share. Yeah, Please. I feel like you should. Yeah. Um, Jerry Lee Lewis has died Aww. at the age of 87. Oh. Is TMZ reporting this? That's ABC News. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank we will you. take the legitimate mm-hmm. report. And the tweet came from listener Phil, who said, now he is dead. Okay. Because, of course, earlier yeah. this week, and I almost said something like, well, I hope this isn't one of those situations where... Oh, turns out uh, it looks like he uh, passed away at the age of 87 after earlier this week, TMZ erroneously reported he had not passed away. Um, ABC says it's a developing story and that's all they know at this point is that he's died. Oh, so I just thought I would share. Thank you for sharing that. I don't mean to bring us down, but I feel like you were going to bring us down anyway. I was going to bring you and now maybe it'll feel like I'm bringing you up. Great. Okay. So there was a story, there is a story that appears in the memoir that we've been talking about of Matthew Perry. Uh, it's called Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. And in it, he accounts for a lot of, um, you know, his his life in Hollywood and his struggles with addiction and his, um, you know, his relationships with various people throughout his time on Friends and After. And one of the things he talks about is his relationship with Valerie Bertinelli. Okay. And I don't, have you heard this story yet, Bradley? Um, Because it just made me so uncomfortable when I heard the story. No, I don't know. Okay. So the two of them worked on a very short lived show together called Sydney. And I don't even remember this show, Uh, but when they were working on the show Sydney together, um, Matthew Perry says he really developed a pretty hard crush on Valerie Bertinelli, which is perfectly understandable. Yeah, for sure. She is so lovely. Um, but he said, you know, I began to fantasize about, you know, uh, her leaving her husband at the time, Eddie Van Halen, um, for me, and that we would like run off into the sunset together. And I just like could not get enough 
of Valerie. Yeah. So then he tells a story about an evening that he spent at Valerie and Eddie Van Halen's house. And uh, as he puts it, Eddie Van Halen enjoyed uh, a little too much of the fruit of the vine and ended up passing out. Okay. And then he tells this, the following story that seeing his opportunity, he basically like launched himself at Valerie Bertinelli mm. and they had a hot and heavy makeout session while her husband was passed Ooh. out okay, that's next awkward. to them. Okay. Okay. <sighs> and then he, he said he kissed her and he said, I've been wanting to do that since I met you. And she was like, me too. Seems and then like a movie. hot, heavy, sexy, see me makeout yeah. session. And then the guilt sets in. And then shortly after the TV show was canceled, which ended up being a good thing, he felt like, because it didn't make it better. Like, they didn't end up having a relationship. He was just sort of, like, tortured in his love and his fantasies about Valerie Bertinelli. And then they could go their separate ways. And that was sort of the whole story. Okay. And in the telling of it, I'm so uncomfortable. So what about it that makes you uncomfortable? Because I feel like it's hard to know... Valerie Bertinelli has now responded, okay. but it's hard to know. Was she aware that this story was going to appear in oh, the book? Sure. Um, how does she feel now? What she did is she took to her uh, social media. Okay. And she said, anyone else behave in their 20s, uh, misbehave in their 20s and early 30s? Um, you know, and it's, she's basically like acknowledging like, oh, and she's like embarrassed by the story. Eddie Van Halen has passed away, so he's not here to be party to the story. Yeah, we don't know if he ever knew about it or. Didn't we don't know. know. It, yeah. Like, but that's the part that makes me so uncomfortable. Like, I don't know. Is Valerie Bertinelli encountering the fact that this story has been made public for the first time? Yeah. While well, we're all I mean, talking a, about it, I can see why that would make you uncomfortable. Well, and again, and this, and and the piece about Eddie Van Halen not being here. To, it just feels gross and weird and uncomfortable, and I have questions and I don't have answers. What and, did she say though? You said she responded. What it was? Yeah, her, she just was like, I, you know, Instagram are you thing? mortified? Anyone else misbehave in their twenties? Well, that would indicate that 30s. she like knew, like this isn't a surprise or that she was affronted by it, right? Because otherwise, you would imagine she would be like, um, hi, I didn't want to share this. I yeah, I guess. Uh. I don't know. So I don't know how this works. Like, like how, what works. how a memoir works. When, sure. when you have multiple stories about people who are well known. Yeah, that's awkward. That's why, like, I just don't, I would, why would you ever want to write a memoir like this? I still don't understand why he felt the need to write this memoir now. Um, but again, that's on him. He obviously has a journey or is on a journey and this was part of that journey. And so he felt the need to do it and it's revealing all sorts of, you know, but like any celebrity memory or uh, memoir does this, right? Like people tell these anecdotes and some are more dishy than others, but you would hope that he would have like contacted her first. I would imagine like that publishers were like, okay, well, you know, or your editor would say like, does she know that you're going to tell this story? I sure would hope so because she does have a son Who's an adult son now, right? He's we'll adulty. See. Yep. How how old is he? Maybe in his twenties. Okay. At least. Yeah. yeah. So he's like an adult. I don't know. I just feel like if it doesn't make her look 
it's not a great story about Valerie Bertinelli. And she's such a sweetheart. People, we like for good reason. She is beloved because she is just. You're just afraid that she was not given any permission. Yeah, that would be that would be horrible if that was true. And like what her son must think about his mother making out with some other guy while his dad was passed Mm -hmm. out. I just it made me so uncomfortable. And I feel like that is going to be my entire experience if I if ever I pick up this Matthew Perry I mean, Memoir. certainly keep us abreast because I ain't going anywhere near this one. It just doesn't seem like I'm not sure why, you know, again, we told the story earlier this week about how he kind of like po- uh, pondered why, you know, some great uh, actors have passed on, but others were still alive as if implying that they were not worth mm-hmm. those who were still around should not be here. Yeah. Versus the ones who actually died. It, it just seemed very awkward. Yeah. And, so he I is... and I, again, I don't know what the point of this is. I mean, he, I know he's been in a difficult place and he talks about his recovery journey and all of that stuff, which is amazing and awesome, but it does seem to also contain all this, um, you know, like other extraneous gossip and stuff. It's such a bizarre gossip, but I love gossip. Some of my best friends are gossip. I I think and I'm also concerned that we've already heard all of the stories in this book, right? Because they've really been rapidly releasing these little anecdotes that show up in the book. And I don't know if they're if they're basically like giving us all of the big stories, the big shocking stories right on the front end. What left is there to read? What left is there to read? What is there left to read then? Yeah. But true. Anyway, that one made me super uncomfortable. You know, Uh, when we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly Roberts is going to bring us all of the dirt, every last speck, even the sad dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on my talk. One oh seven one. This is a my talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts is here, and with her, she brings all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. What's up, Halls? Hey, yes. Halls. Confirming the breaking news that Bradley brought to us at the top of the show, rock and roll icon Jerry Lee Lewis has died today. Oh. Yeah, multiple outlets, not just TMZ, but places like NBC News and CBS News and ABC News are all reporting that Jerry Lee Lewis has died at the age of 87. Oh, sad. Do we know... Um, Oh, it says natural causes, it mm-hmm. looks like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, uh, we do have confirmation. We do have has confirmation. T- Wait, did you say, has TMZ reported it yet? Uh, no. Okay. Because they're so focused on the story that I'm going to talk about next. Ah, okay. True. And also, they screwed it up royally the other well, day. Well, they did. So, yeah. They misreported it. Yeah. I'm sure they were. No, they did actually report it at 9.55. Uh, that'd be 11.50, just before we started the okay. show. Looks like TMZ put it uh-huh. up. All right. Now, if you're not familiar with Jerry Lee Lewis, you probably are, mm-hmm. and you just don't know it. He sang songs like Great Balls of Fire. He was uh, admitted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame back in 1986. He was nicknamed The Killer, and uh, his admirers at the time, back in the 1950s, thought he would be the next Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. You know, Elvis Presley went into the Army, kind of leaving a void. Jerry Lee Lewis and other artists filling that. And then Jerry Lee Lewis decided to marry his 13 year old cousin yeah, and yeah. that's you know oh, that was that's a thing really not appropriate but yeah. played by Win- winona Ryder in the movie great balls of fire mm-hmm. and dennis quaid and Dan- yeah 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 dennis quaid actually played a very good jerry lee lewis that dennis quaid 
Yeah. Not a bad actor. Not a bad actor. actor. Now, lest you think people were okay with this, no, they were not. This marriage uh, saw people boycotting his music, and uh, but he continued to record and perform throughout the decades, but he never really recovered from Mm -mm. that poor life choice. Very, Mm -hmm. very... Not surprising. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Ill-advised life choice. Ill-advised. Well, may he rest mm-hmm. in peace, and I'm sure people will be uh, perusing his catalog throughout the day in yeah. memory of all the work that he has left behind. Yes. Now getting to that other story that I told you TMZ was preoccupied with this afternoon. It's the divorce of Giselle Boonchin and Tom Brady. It's, it's a big one. Also, by the way, what day of the week? Friday, Friday. Yeah, this is the day you announce your divorce when you hope that the news cycle will spit it out and be done with it by Monday. Uh huh. Well, the divorce is finalized. Yeah. So they're really hoping that you're going to be done with it. That is remarkable. The judge has literally signed off on it. Exactly. So Giselle Boonchin was the one who filed for divorce from Tom Brady in Florida. Now the documents are confidential, so we don't get to see how they crossed the T's or dotted their lowercase J's. Uh, But Tom Brady didn't contest this divorce filing. And it's final. It's done. And they both made their separate Instagram story comments about their the disillusion of their marriage. Now that's interesting too. If the if the uh, you know if the storyline they're going with is that this was amicable and that they're still mm-hmm. friends, the choice though to release separate statements is intri- just as yeah well i will noteworthy. say b- both statements are pretty much the same like they they use a lot of the same language they talk about it being amicable they talk about you know i think she probably wanted to have her own voice because she was the one who obviously made the decision but you know there's no i don't think there are any big shocks between the two of them no and she as it has been throughout this divorce storyline between tom brady and giselle boonch and she's a little more to the point with her feelings because in her instagram story statement giselle says we've grown apart and while it is of course difficult to go through something like that and she goes on to say i feel blessed whereas tom brady says that they made the painful and difficult decision after much consideration. Mm. So my read on her statement is she's like, I filed for divorce. Mm-hmm. We grew apart. I wish him nothing but the best. Whereas Tom Brady is saying oh. that maybe I was it was blindsided. More, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was not prepared for this. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> uh, that that is the Hollywood speech. Which is of kind the of the way that the tabloids have been telling this tale. Yeah. Uh, you know, from not behind the scenes per se, but like with in the absence of information, that seems to be how they've been reporting it. Like this was her decision, not his. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know that they know that this is this is a huge story, right? Like there's no escaping that. So at this point, it seems like they're probably just doing what they can to try to lessen the spectacle of it. Um, Again, Sharing the news on a Friday, uh, each of them doing their own separate been signed statements. Off on. Everything is final. Like everything about it says, you no know, drama. no drama here. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's not still a huge story. Oh, sure. And, you know, I'm sure um, how they choose to live their life, people will be far too fascinated going forward mm-hmm. like we are with all celebrities. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a particular horse in this race because I don't follow either of these two people or their careers. But people who do, I imagine they've got, you know, stronger feelings about what happened and who did what. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we'll move on from a celebrity divorce to one of the hottest shows streaming right now. And that would be Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer oh. story. 
I know people are watching mm-hmm. this show. I don't know if any. Well, I know I'm not watching it. Bradley's not watching it. Colleen, have you dabbled in it? I've watched about half of it. I had to take a break. Mm-hmm. Well, it's intense. It's, it's a lot. It's intense. It's a lot. And series creator Ryan Murphy is confirming that he and his team reached out to 20 victims' families and friends during three and a half years of production of the show. And he said that nobody got back to him. So he's clarifying this because one of the criticisms of the show Mm -hmm. is that why are we telling these stories? Like, why? One of the big criticisms is that it sort of paints Jeffrey Dahmer as a sympathetic character. Mm -hmm. And, um, the victims rightly I think are like re-traumatized by sort of these stories being brought out to the fore again and Jeffrey Dahmer being depicted as a a three-dimensional human being right and so Ryan Murphy making this statement because I think there has been conversations about well where are the victims voices in all of this or their families and what Ryan Murphy is saying is that They reached out to people. They never got any response Mm. back. So what he's saying today, Ryan Murphy, is they relied very, very heavily on our incredible, incredible group of researchers on how they made the show. Yeah, I mean, look, there's I think you can still have criticism, but he can also say I did, you know, due diligence. It's he created a piece of art and people are going to have opinions about it. So, I mean, great that he clarified the record, but. There, you know, the victims' families, or you know, anyone involved, is still entitled to have their own reaction. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. And people continue to watch this show. There it is, is something one, captivating about it. It is number one in the Nielsen streaming ratings wow. right now, and the ratings are only increasing for this show. The, I don't know what it says. Like it says something, but what it says, I don't know, and I don't know that that necessarily means it's a good thing. I just think. You know, it's interesting regardless. Mm -hmm. I I look forward to other people explaining who are better, more capable of of, uh, analyzing things, determining exactly what it is about this particular story that draws people in. Yeah. And it could and it could very well be many, many aspects of it. Um, But I will say in terms of Ryan Murphy, he does. This is where he does best. When he's following a story that already exists. Yeah. And so, you know, in terms of just how he's telling the story, he doesn't, he's at at least as far as I've gotten, he hasn't gone so far off the rails yet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we look forward to that dissertation. Mm. Sometime in the future from somebody else. Somebody do that work. Uh, Hey, Josh Dumel. Opening up about how he had to go to the emergency room for a second time after his wedding over the summer. Oh no, what Why? happened? Well, what was the he, first time? Well, the first time is that he had to get carted off to the emergency room before he got married. He had a back injury. That's right. And now he's sharing on the Kelly Clarkson show the next morning after the wedding, I couldn't get out of bed again. Oh no. And so he was like, I have to get treated once more. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Have you ever had like a back spasm so bad you couldn't get out of bed? No. It's not fun. Yeah, I'm not at all. Yeah. So whatever treatment he got. Well, yeah, because he threw out his back yeah. after pulling some dance moves on a party bus Ooh. the night before and the wedding. It happens. It. He must have been doing it again the night of the wedding and then he couldn't get out of it's bed. It's true. Yeah. Uh, Holly, thank you for that thank dirt you. alert. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly is going to bring us some pop culture mysteries to solve in the form of blind items in a segment we call 
blinded by the item after this on My Talk 107.1. Pop culture mysteries. We're here to solve them. Uh, hack them up, Holly, on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Uh, and we solve these pop culture mysteries in the form of blind items. In this segment, we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. What do you know? Celebrity gossip mysteries. We're going to kick things off with a blind item reveal. Three things, Colleen and Bradley, you must consider. Okay. The trades have all agreed not to trash this A-list actor slash producer and just ignore the fact he produced a movie exposing the disgraced producer, even though he also worked with him and knew about him from multiple women and has kind of turned into a version of the same guy. Wow. So, is this Ryan Murphy? Okay, so that takes out the one area I thought we were going. So then I'm, I'm feeling like it's a Harvey thing, but I don't know who would be connected to that. So somebody did something uh, where they exposed Harvey Weinstein? Well, the blind item is saying that all of the trades have agreed not to trash this A-list actor and producer and just ignore the fact that he produced a movie, which I need you to solve, exposing the disgraced producer, which is Harvey Weinstein, even though this A-list actor and producer also worked with Harvey Weinstein and knew about Harvey Weinstein's behavior from multiple women. And what NT Lawyer is saying, well, he's kind of turned into a version of that guy. I, I'm wow. still having a hard time figuring out the movie. I feel like that's the key to our uh, all our answers. Yes, this movie is going to be coming out this fall. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 you know what it is. What is it? I think I know what it is. Go. Did he just have a cover uh, in a magazine? In the past couple of months? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Brad Pitt? Mm Mm-hmm. Because Mm. I knew about this. Uh, I got, we got a heads up about this because somebody reminded me on a podcast in the conversation around Brad Pitt, the revelations Angelina Jolie made in her court filing recently was going to create fodder for public discourse when pressed for the movie that Brad Pitt was involved Um. in, which is about uh, the shenanigans. I don't want to say shenanigans, the sexual crimes committed by Harvey Weinstein. Like that would create an awkward moment. For the pre- well, for Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. vis-a-vis the press. Is that right, Holly? Yes, and I believe that both of you read the book on which this movie is yes, based. Yes, we did. Or at least I did. I think you did too, Colleen. You remember the name? Mm-mm. She said. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's doing a movie of that? Yes. yes it Those is. female reporters, right? Right. At the New York Times. So, filling in the wow. blanks. The trades have all agreed to not trash Brad Pitt and just ignore the fact that he produced the movie she said about the exposure of Harvey Weinstein, even though Brad Pitt also worked with Harvey Weinstein and knew about him from multiple women Mm. and has kind of turned into a version of that. Okay, that seems a stretch. But can we, because Brad Pitt has his own demons. Yeah. And by demons, I mean crimes that he can account for. Mm -hmm. 
Can I say throw one wrench into this though sure. that you might be thinking as well, or at the least Gwyneth the audience? Paltrow. Thank you. Yep. Because we know that he knew if you believe Gwyneth Paltrow, because right. Gwyneth Paltrow, I think, has spoken publicly about how she made Brad Pitt aware of Harvey Weinstein's advances at the time of Shakespeare in Love, and he like decked him at a party. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which so that yeah, this is I'm getting this vibe off of off of NT Lawyer. I'm getting a vibe that NT Lawyer just has. A general axe to grind with Brad Pitt, which is fine, but you're right. Like we already knew all of this. It's just the packaging of it that NT lawyer, NT lawyer, wants us to think that. What did you just do? I just, emphasis. I put weird emphasis. I, okay. um, that NT lawyer wants us to kind of have a certain viewpoint about Brad Pitt. That's all that feels like to me. And I do think he doesn't need to do that because there is enough, like I, like I said, as I laid out, there's going to be some really awkward moments, yeah. rightly so, because um, he has been accused in legal court mm-hmm. documents of physically assaulting his ex-wife and children. Right, right. So I don't think you need to tie him that close to Harvey Weinstein for this situation to be problematic. No, exactly. Wow. But if it is such that he's a little too, because here's the other thing. I'm sorry, Holly. Now I'm derailing the thing, but I just feel like this is a conversation for having like we could indict half of Hollywood. Absolutely. For knowing a thousand percent about the reputation of Harvey Weinstein, if not directly having firsthand accounts of his doings mm-hmm. so add him to the list of several and i know that this is going to come up a little bit later in the show but you need look no further than the recent testimony uh against harvey weinstein mm. how many people were complicit in mm-hmm. in this in one way shape or form yeah but anti lawyer he likes to you know like yeah match. i mean you know that's like definitely a dramatic blind item mm-hmm. and i'm here for the drama Okay, sorry, Let's find drama in another one. Hey, that's good, because some of these blind items today are even a little too salacious for me to want to read. Really? Yeah. Look, if you want to peruse the blind items yourself that I'm not going to read, you can go to crazydaysandnights.net. But don't do that until we read you some mysteries. Now, this foreign-born A-list singer in a group continues to cheat on his actress-slash-offspring girlfriend. He's getting much more brazen about it now. Oh, is that like mm, somebody from One Direction? It's it's not Justin Bieber. No. It's a girlfriend. Oh, 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 Coldplay Chris Martin. Martin. Oh, interesting. Mm. Who's his girlfriend? Dakota Dakota Johnson. Fanning. Johnson. Yeah. So Chris Martin continues to cheat on his girlfriend, Dakota Johnson. He's getting much more brazen about it now. He's off wherever. She's currently filming Madam Web. So he's hmm. selling his notes. Yeah. Can I? You can do whatever you want. This is a question we don't have the answer to, but I'm just in a, a space where I'm like, what's the point of cheating anyway? Is it just because you're doing something wrong? Because my point is, I know that sounds really naive. Trust me. And I'm not saying like we're not all capable of making bad choices in relationships. But 
like somebody who's a serial cheater. I'm like, like I think of Adam Levine. I think of this story about Chris Martin. Mm -hmm. Like you have everything in the world. Yeah. You could have whatever you want. Mm -hmm. If you want to be a wild and crazy guy, go be a wild and crazy guy. I don't understand like bringing another adult along and like lying to them about it. Yeah, I don't right? like like I don't like just say, you know what? I can't I want to I don't want to keep it in my pants. And so I can't I can't do that for you. So let's just go our separate ways. It's just got to be a big ego thing. I don't yeah. Again, I know I'm being a little naive, but when you hear that you're like, what is Chris Martin? Yeah. Why are you dating someone? Right. It's even less stakes, low stakes or more low stakes than a marriage potentially because there's not like a, you can't make the legal case or the, you know, it's for the children. Well, and case. especially as a if you're a rock star, like there is not an expectation that rock stars. I mean, if if there were an assumption or an expectation of rock stars, it is that they can't keep it in their pants. Right. So then like it's not like you're in a relationship because that's what's expected of you. Yeah. So if you're going to act like, like you're not you in a relationship, the then just get out get of it. marriage when right. you're Chris Mart. What? Nobody expects you to do that. And they're not even married. No. Right. So then what's the... I just don't understand. Because I just... I don't understand. I don't get it. I I feel like Dakota Johnson deserves better. I do too. And also, it just sounds like a lot of work. To try to keep both of those things going. Well, that's the mystery of folks who have secret families. How do you even manage When I buy too many vegetables at the farmer's market, I hide them in the basement thinking Jamie's not going to see them. (laughs) Turns out he goes into the basement every other day for the laundry. Yeah. I'm not fooling anyone. He finds your secret I can't even lie about, like, having a vegetable hoarding problem. (laughs) What's with all this zucchini? No, we had a conversation last week about the apples. Oh. Oh. Hey, but you're going to use them, right? Yeah, of course. But I had to throw two away because they rotted. No secret families for you. I love love everything that just happened here. Like, I love the idea of Bradley, the vegetable hoarder, thinking he's getting away with something by hiding vegetables. I've talked about this before. I will hide things in my in my trunk. Like if I, like you know, what? Uh, like if I got maybe something a new on Instant Pot or something, <laughs> maybe I've done that. I know. And maybe it was stolen out of my gr- my <laughs> trunk. But then I got a free one. Wait, but why do you need to hide it? It's because it's a thing that I'm doing to myself, Holly, where I'm delaying the inevitable. Which is what? The conversation that will happen when Jamie goes, why did you buy another Instant Pot? And I'm like, because. And he'll be like, that's a dumb idea or a dumb reason. And I'll be like, I know. And then then we go on with our lives. But I think I'm somehow preventing that from happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And sometimes... My mom used to do it this. It doesn't work. She used to hide her TJ Maxx purchases in the trunk. And my dad would be like, you know I know about your trunk, right? See? But, yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> so I'm saying, I oh. can't even do the, like, the, the farmer's market. Like, I just can't even imagine what it would be like to carry on a relationship with another human being... And then look another person yeah, in the in face the every face. day. Yeah. It, or, or more. Yeah. Right? Like, not just look them in the face, but... But lie to them. Yeah. And also be sleeping with them. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's that's yeah. a whole bridge I can't even... Yeah. I don't have the map to. Sorry. We just needed to work some stuff out, Holly. Hey, it's good. Well, we're going to work somewhere else. i you the bill later. <laughs> we got more to work out, y'all, because... 
Rihanna has dropped her new single. Oh, work, 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 work. She got back to... Work, 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 work. Okay, but I cannot wait for you guys to hear this. Okay, good. I've already listened. I know you guys have not, and I'm so curious to hear your first impressions of the first new Rihanna music we've had in like 117 years. We'll be back after this uh, to talk about that on My Talk 1071. Oh, thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Our queen is back. Rihanna. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, uh, which what we got a list. So I know you're talking about Rihanna specifically um, because we've been waiting for new music oh, forever, for literally 115 years. And the blind items had us thinking it was never happening. Uh, lawyer told us again and again that she had scorched her vocals so much from smoking the reefer. Uh, that she was never going to be able to record again. Well, he was wrong. Well, we were... Or was he? Was he? he? So, I listen, all I know is this. Uh, She hit the red carpet for the premiere of Wakanda Forever, and the reason that she was there in the first place is because she recorded... uh, I don't know if it's like the title song, or I don't know, but it's it's a, a song for the film's soundtrack, and it's called Lift Me Up. And it is the first recording we have had from Rihanna in six very long wow. years. So Are we gonna listen? I brought it. Oh good. Did you bring it on CD? I did I brought it on audio tape. No, I brought it uh Did you rewind Holly? On the YouTube. And actually it's gonna start at the beginning. You might want to scoot forward just a little I, bit. Yeah, Are there I any scooted a Thank you. There's no naughties. No naughties. Okay, good. Um before we play it, because you have not heard it. No, yeah. What what do you think we're gonna get? Like what tell me just like if you were to assume what Rihanna's first new music in six years was gonna sound like. Just give me like some vibes. Like work, any kind work, of, work, work. I don't know, something fun, something, something fun, funky, dancey, upbeat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, so you're saying it's probably I'm not just that. taking in it's what you said, I'm going to tell you I thought the exact same thing. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Here we I go. Mm-hmm. Lift Me Up by Rihanna. Lift Me Up. I mean. I mean, hey, look, I'll listen to that. Also, was this a radio beautiful. version? What What did we just play? Like, literally, where did we get the audio that from? That was from the YouTubes. Okay. Because uh, it doesn't, the audio, there's something not right with the audio on that. I think it's literally just that it's from YouTube. Well, Maybe. it's from her official yeah. YouTube page, we, so the audio should be. But what I'm, do you hear that? It, it sounds kind of, t- yeah, like mm-hmm. it, like she's in a can. I think that mm-hmm. was a choice. Interesting. Right. Okay. I would wonder. Is there a story to this song? Like, did you do any, uh, like, what this is about or where it comes from? I'm sorry, I did not in preparation uh, for this segment. My understanding is that this is just all about uh, pa- being paired with the movie. Like, I think she came out of singing, I'm not even going to say retirement, because she never even really retired, but like, you know, her her slumber, her singing slumber, uh, because she wanted to contribute to this movie. And And is this going to be part of the, this is sort of the like... Song. The... Anthony? No. (laughs) The, the, um, like, tribute. Because the movie in and of itself is a tribute in part to... Chadwick Boseman, and right? that's how they're billing the song. Okay, yeah. that's the what I, song is, which explains to the ballady nature yeah. of it. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Holly, I have it on good authority that there is a blind item associated with <gasps> this. Oh, 
performance. Yeah. Consider the following. There's some anti-lawyer personal opinions in here, but like, oh, you know, shocking! But, but, yeah. but you know, don't worry about it. Here's here's this blind item published today. Is it as bad as the most recent song from the permanent A-list singer? In quotation marks, mm. no, it is not. However, there's only so much magic that can be done to a voice, and mm. the foreign-born permanent A-list singer is going to have to come to terms with it. She can't be releasing songs like this one being released tomorrow. This is today. It isn't that good, and I'm her biggest fan. Mm. It's okay just to be rich and run your company and have everyone enjoy your legacy. Wow, he had some opinions. He really had some opinions. Well, I'm I'm not there yet because, uh, frankly, I want to see this movie in the con- or uh, this f- song in the context of the movie because I think that's where it'll all sort of make sense. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just also think it's, I think it's a beautiful song. I think... You know, but some, there is a quality that I'm not quite getting. Well, and I think that this blind item might be addressing uh-huh. that your ear is hearing something in the production of this song that isn't quite sitting well with you. And what NT lawyer is saying is that was a lot of uh, mm-hmm. sound booth magic. happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And there's only so much you can do. I don't know. I like the song. I'm excited. Uh, I just am happy to hear Rihanna yes. at all. But now I need a, a dance remix. I okay, don't know thanks. if we're going to get that. I Come just, on, DJs. Wow. I mean, we should do it. <laughs> or let her do it. Or we could just uh, go back and listen to some Rihanna. Old Rihanna. Not the not that like yeah. work 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 work. Yeah, no, I'm saying like find some uh, yeah. good old dancey hits from yeah. the past. Uh, anyway, so that is the new Rihanna song, mm-hmm. "Lift yeah. Me Up." I hope it's the start of a very long and storied furtherance of her career. Yeah, something t- I I don't know. Something tells me maybe not. Mm-hmm. But I also yeah, I have other thoughts oh, about it. But so we don't thoughts, have time. But there's no We're time. Just, what are you gonna fine. do? Just stuff them in. Yeah, like. All of my feelings. Uh, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Feelings are like treasures. Bury them. Bury them. Uh, we're going to reconvene Pizza's Court, the Halloween edition. Yes! After this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 